Welcome to the Nourish Babes podcast. We're your hosts, Bella and Madison, your go-to besties for all things women's wellness. We're here to help you balance your hormones, heal your gut, learn how to eat, exercise, sleep, manage your stress, break free of diet culture, and get confident as fuck about your own health and healing. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Nourish Babes podcast. Today is going to be a solo episode with me, Bella, talking all about how to support your body when trying to come off hormonal birth control. So you may or may not have heard about all the dangers and side effects of hormonal birth control, or maybe you've even experienced some of those side effects yourself. So symptoms like fatigue, acne, dry skin, melasma, hair loss, depression or anxiety, or mood swings, um, headaches or migraines, all sorts of digestive issues like leaky gut, bloating, constipation, low libido. These are just to name a few, but there are so many more. So all of these symptoms, if you're on hormonal birth control, could actually be related to your birth control, not necessarily normal symptoms. So if you're looking to get off your hormonal birth control, but nervous on how to best support your body, or maybe you've recently gotten off your birth control and having trouble with certain symptoms or regulating your cycle, this episode is going to be perfect for you. So in this episode, we're going to cover the three foundations to start when transitioning off hormonal birth control. Again, everything I talk about will apply to you if you're still on the pill or whatever kind of birth control you're on, or if you're already off, or even if you want to stay on your hormonal birth control. I wouldn't necessarily recommend staying on hormonal birth control, but I know that for some women, it feels like that's their only option. So these tips can definitely help you support your body if you choose to stay on it. That said, before we get into how to support your body when coming off birth control, I want you to know that there are absolutely alternative solutions to birth control and for helping prevent pregnancy that don't require you necessarily changing or altering your hormones. My favorite non-hormonal form of birth control is the fertility awareness method. This is a form of birth control I have personally been using successfully for the past five years. I won't get much into the fertility awareness specifically specifically in this episode, but if you want us to do an entire fertility awareness episode, let us know and we will definitely do that for you all. Um, but I have written an entire blog post about this topic, so if you want to learn more about it, I will definitely link that in the show notes below. Okay, so you're thinking of coming off hormonal birth control, and this can be the pill, the IUD, the shot, the ring, any form of hormonal birth control all uses synthetic hormones and have similar effects on the body. So the methods of supporting your body while transitioning off of these will all be very similar. Even if you're using a non-hormonal birth control like the copper IUD, these these tips will still apply. So ideally you start supporting your body right now or at least a month before getting off your birth control. But even if you're already off your birth control or you have an appointment to get it out next week or something, it's never too late to start supporting your body. So the three main tips I'm going to go over are to one, replenish nutrient deficiencies, number two, stress management, and number three is supporting your liver. 
So let's get into the first one, which is replenishing your nutritional deficiencies. So you may or may not know, but hormonal birth control slowly over time depletes your body of numerous nutrients. Things like magnesium, vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin E, along with selenium, copper, and zinc. And it makes sense, especially if you're coming from a very restrictive diet that excludes foods like animal proteins, dairy, or fruits. All of these foods are extremely nutrient dense, but if we're excluding these foods from our diet, especially for long periods of time, it's really difficult to obtain enough nutrients and you're likely going to have many nutrient deficiencies. So let's quickly go through some of the main foods that you should be including in your daily meals and which certain nutrients they help to replenish. So the first one is animal proteins. So foods like beef, pork, chicken, uh, seafood, bone broth, and eggs. Not only are these foods super high in protein, but they're also super nutrient dense and have many vitamins and minerals, especially B vitamins, vitamin A, zinc, selenium, and copper. So if you're not eating animal protein at each and every meal and snack, you're likely missing out on some of these essential nutrients. I know that plant-based diets are all the rage lately, but plants just don't have the same nutrient density as animal foods do. We did an entire episode on animal proteins. It's episode 11. And the next season, we're actually going to do a whole episode on the dangers of vegan and vegetarian diets. So definitely stay tuned for that. So if you're coming off hormonal birth control or thinking about it, I would definitely prioritize including as many animal foods as you can at each meal and each snack. The next one that I think is really important to include in your daily diet is nature's multivitamins, which include beef or chicken liver and oysters. So not many foods compare to the nutrient density of these two foods. They are literally called nature's multivitamin for a reason because they contain a wide variety of vitamins and minerals in very large amounts. Liver actually contains every single vitamin and mineral on planet Earth besides vitamin C. So ideally, you want to consume these foods in their whole food form, but I know that many people can't stomach these or don't have access to them. So supplementing is your next best option. So instead of opting for those synthetic multivitamins, I personally take these daily. For liver, you can use Perfect Supplements, which is my favorite brand, and Oyster Max is my favorite oyster supplement. So this is just a really easy and simple way to make sure you're getting a wide variety of nutrients in large amounts. And again, when you've been on birth control, maybe for a year or 10 years, plus or minus, you're likely going to be so deficient in so many of these nutrients that including these foods in your daily diet will really help to replenish them. Now, the next food you want to aim to include in your diet daily is actually dairy. And I know that dairy can be a very controversial topic. We did a whole entire episode about dairy. It's episode 10. But I think it's important to remember that quality of your dairy is key. 
pasteurized and homogenized dairy is a completely different substance than raw unaltered dairy in its natural form. So if you can't tolerate dairy or you currently don't consume it because because you've heard it's quote bad for you, definitely listen to that episode all about dairy and there we also share how to reduce reintroduce dairy back into your diet. Dairy is super nutrient dense. Again, we want to increase our nutrient density and that is one food that will really help you replenish those nutrient stores after years of birth control. And the last food I'm going to mention is all types of fruits, but especially citrus fruits because they contain high amounts of vitamin C. And vitamin C is actually one of the major nutrients that's severely depleted when we're on birth control. So actively consuming fruits with or after every meal can really help support you during this transition. There are definitely other supportive foods like cooked leafy greens, root vegetables, fruiting vegetables, and others that are absolutely supportive. But if you're feeling overwhelmed, definitely just aim to focus on animal proteins, organ meats, and or oysters, and all types of fruits. By just including those foods in your daily diet, you can really help to replenish those nutrient stores so that you're not having so many symptoms while transitioning off of birth control, or if you're already off birth control and having trouble getting your cycle back or having a regular cycle, these nutrients will help give your body the building blocks that it needs in order to function properly. Now the next tip for helping support this transition off of hormonal birth control is really focusing on your stress management. Most people don't realize that the pill or any pharmaceutical for that matter adds a low grade stress to your body constantly. Hormonal birth control is giving you small amounts of synthetic hormones every single day, which adds to inflammation to the body, and then cortisol has to rise in order to help combat that inflammation. So over time, this puts so much stress on our adrenals and they stop working so efficiently. Plus, since we talked about in the last tip, a birth control depletes us of so many nutrients, so the whole entire body is just working less efficiently. I've talked to so many women who have gotten off the pill or off their IUD and for a month or two they feel fine but then eventually it catches up to them and they start struggling with that post pill fatigue and this is because your body is under so much stress when you're on that hormonal birth control and then you cut off those hormones your your body stops running off that cortisol and you're finally able to relax but your body is just feeling so exhausted. So you have this chronic stress from the birth birth control on top of just normal daily life stressors. So I think it's really important for the month prior or even just like that week that you're getting off the pill to really focus on lowering all sorts of stressors in your life if possible. It's also important to mention that if you were one of those women who struggled with a lot of symptoms while on your hormonal birth control, it was likely that that was adding more stress to your body than someone who maybe wasn't struggling with so many symptoms while they were on their birth control. So again, if you're struggling with a lot of symptoms on the pill or on your IUD, you're definitely likely going to need to give your body some extra stress management support. So what are some of my best tips for reducing stress on your body? 
Well, the number one best way to lower stress is to make sure your blood sugar is balanced. If your blood sugar is too low or too high, really often that sends a stress signal to your body to raise cortisol. And so the easiest way to lower this cortisol is to prevent a drop in blood sugar or having too high of blood sugar. So the best ways to keep your blood sugar balanced is to eat a protein rich breakfast within an hour of waking. Again, you've been fasting all night. So if you start your day on an empty stomach, that's just a recipe for blood sugar dysregulation. Also important not to have coffee on an empty stomach. That will absolutely exacerbate those stress hormones. And make sure that you're eating a full meal or full snack every three to five hours to really help prevent that drop in blood sugar. Again, this doesn't mean snacking all day, but rather sitting down and eating a solid meal and then letting your body rest until the next meal. When you're fed and you're well-nourished and your blood sugar is stable, all of these practices help to signal to your body that it's safe, it's fed, it gives you stable energy and so that you're not necessarily needing to run off stress hormones in order to function daily. The next tip for stress management is to sleep as much as you can, especially during that month of transition. Sleep is so underrated, and I find during this transition, most women need eight to nine hours or even more hours of sleep per night. We do tons of healing and detoxifying in our sleep and our liver is working extra hard as we sleep. So the more you rest, the more time you allow yourself to heal. If you're having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, some tips are to create a nice bedtime routine, eat a balanced snack within an hour of sleeping, and definitely evaluate your blue light exposure at night. All of these will help to lower the cortisol levels in your body and make it easier to fall asleep and stay asleep. Speaking of light exposure, I bet you're probably not spending enough time outside, especially in the early morning or right before sunset. So getting that early morning light and that light right before sunset really helps to regulate our circadian rhythm, lower cortisol, lower stress hormones, while also boosting progesterone. So do you ever notice when you're spending more time outside, you actually feel calmer and your nervous system is more regulated? Our modern society has transitioned to this indoor blue light exposure lifestyle and our health is severely suffering from it. So this combination of hormonal birth control coupled with spending tons of hours inside is making it unnecessarily difficult for our bodies to heal. So whatever you can do to spend more time outside, try to do that. So can you maybe eat your breakfast outside or can you go on a walk outside instead of using a treadmill? Um, Maybe if you work from home, can you set up a little outdoor office space? We as human beings are supposed to be living our lives outside, but now in our modern world, we're not. And this is causing so much unnecessary stress to our bodies. We really underestimate the healing power of the sun and spending more time outside, grounding to the earth, and doing this more often, especially during this transition of coming off birth control, can make the healing process much more smooth. And the last thing I want to mention for reducing stress hormones and improving your stress management is to reevaluate your workouts 
again, especially during the month pre and post coming off the pill or whatever hormonal birth control you're on. So aim to limit these super high intensity workouts like cardio or CrossFit or cycling. These types of workouts add so much stress and we're already under so much stress during this transition that you don't need to be adding more unnecessary unnecessary stress to your body that will prolong the healing process. So this doesn't mean don't move your body at all, but instead opt for more gentle workouts like walking, yin yoga, or even slower strength training. That means lots of breaks in between and not letting your heart rate get super high. This doesn't mean don't do any sorts of cardio workouts ever again, but definitely during this transition process, you want to lower the amount of stress on your body and working on more gentle movement is one great way to do that. So this stress management piece can look a little bit different for everyone. You really just want to focus on the things that help you chill the F out. So for everyone, that's going to look a little different. For me, it's personally really intentionally spending more time outside, going on long, gentle walks, gardening, hanging out with my family or my cats. Again, for everyone, this might look a little different. For you, spending time with your family might be really stressful or it might be a really stressful time at work. I feel like so many of us feel that we don't have control over the stress in our lives. And sometimes, honestly, we don't. But if we set some boundaries and prioritize our health over other things, we might realize that we actually do have a lot more control than we think. The last thing I want to mention connected to stress management is that if you know you're about to have a stressful month, like you have a big trip planned or you have a big important work presentation that's been stressing you out, maybe now not the best time to make that transition off birth control because you know that this transition is going to be stressful on your body. Again, I know this isn't possible for everyone, but if you can schedule this transition around a less stressful time in your month, less stressful time in your life, definitely prioritize that. Now, the last tip I have for you on how to support your body when transitioning off of hormonal birth control is really focus on extra liver support. So when we're taking hormonal birth control, your liver is actually working really hard to process those exogenous synthetic hormones that are coming from your birth control. After you come off your birth control, you're going to start slowly making your own hormones like estrogen, follicle stimulating hormone, and eventually progesterone, excuse me, but you won't actually make progesterone until you ovulate. And so this is why so many women coming off birth control experience that estrogen dominant symptoms, symptoms like fatigue, hormonal acne, weight gain. This is especially true if you're not having a regular period after you come off because you haven't ovulated. And the only way that you can make progesterone, which is that calm, relaxing hormone, the only way you can make progesterone is by ovulating and having a regular cycle. That progesterone really helps to balance out the estrogen so we don't struggle with those estrogen dominant symptoms. So one of the best ways to support your estrogen detoxification pathways and eliminating those synthetic hormones from the hormonal birth control is to support your liver function. 
But another problem is not only is your liver trying to process those exogenous hormones, but like we talked about in the first tip, your liver is severely depleted in so many nutrients, especially B vitamins and vitamin A, which are both super essential for proper liver function. So what can we do to help improve our liver function? We often think of liver detoxes or uh, supplements or teas, but actually our liver is constantly detoxifying for us, especially when we sleep. So even though our liver is always working for us and always detoxifying for us, there are ways to reduce the burden on our liver while also making sure that your liver has proper energy in order to function properly. So the first way to support your liver is by reducing your overall toxin burden. This in itself could be an entire episode, but if you're exposing yourself to tons of chemicals and xenoestrogens and endocrine disruptors from your cleaning products, beauty products, etc., your liver is going to have a really hard time detoxifying normal things. And instead, it's going to prioritize detoxifying those exogenous chemicals first. Then secondary, it'll work on balancing your hormones, reducing stress, and healing from hormonal birth control. So first and foremost, we really want to work on removing that burden that gives your liver the time and energy it needs in order to heal. Again, I know this topic can be super overwhelming because it just feels like there's xenoestrogens and endocrine disruptors everywhere in our cleaning products, in our household products, in our beauty products, but I think it's important to just take it one thing at a time, and I think the best place to start is by eliminating the plastics that are connected to your foods. So being sure you're not storing your food in plastic or reheating your food in plastic, that one change will have a great impact. And then you can slowly working on changing your cleaning products and beauty products as you run out of them. So if you run out of your foundation, maybe try to look for a cleaner alternative. Um, Once you run out of your mascara, again, look for a better alternative. I don't think it's realistic to change everything at once, but really just starting to become aware of all of these toxic toxic burdens in our life and reducing them whenever possible can really help to support proper liver function. You may have heard of that toxic bucket analogy, whereas your liver has, your liver is like a bucket and it can only handle so many toxins until it just starts overflowing. And that's when we start getting symptoms. So by lowering those toxins and not allowing so many to enter the bucket, then your liver can focus on actually healing and detoxifying properly. So as you start to lower the toxin burden entering your body to relieve that pressure on your liver, you also want to make sure that you're eating enough carbohydrates, especially so that your liver simply has the energy it needs to function properly. Again, we think of liver support as some fancy tea or tincture or supplement, but really what your liver wants is energy and energy in order to function and where we get energy is from carbohydrates. So eating enough carbohydrates really helps to keep your glycogen storage levels up. Glycogen is basically just stored sugar that your liver stores in order to so that it has enough energy to do its 500 plus functions. Of course, you always want to pair your carbs with protein to help uh, 
prevent a spike in your blood sugar, but eating enough carbohydrates is so important, especially if you're coming from a restrictive of or low carb diet. You definitely don't want to reintroduce too many carbs too quickly, but if you're coming from one of those restrictive diets, slowly reintroducing carbohydrates back into your diet is a great place to start in order to properly support your liver function. This is especially important if you're looking into using those supportive herbs or tinctures like dandelion rue or milk thistle because if you're not eating enough carbohydrates and then you add these herbs on top of that those herbs are going to be way too stimulating and you're probably not going to feel great because your liver is working extra hard now because of those stimulating herbs without actually having the energy and nutrients to do so. So we did a whole entire episode on carbohydrates and sugar. It's episode 13, but for now, my favorite carbohydrate sources are fruits, root vegetables, honey, and even some white rice and sourdough bread if tolerated. Again, I talked about this in the last tip, but sleep again is so crucial for healing and rejuvenating. Our liver really revs up as we sleep. So making sure that you're sleeping eight plus hours a night, maybe even taking naps during the day, getting that sleep in really allows your body time and space in order to heal. Now, if you have all the foundations down, you're reducing your toxin burden, you're eating enough carbohydrates, you're sleeping well through the night, and you want some extra liver support, you can consider these three herbs. They are milk thistle, dandelion root, and burdock root. All of these can be consumed either in a tea version or maybe a tincture. They all have certain properties that really help rev up your liver detoxification pathways. But again, if you're not working on the foundations first, especially getting enough carbohydrates in daily so your liver has the energy it needs to function, these are definitely not the best place to start, but can be supportive if you're at that stage. And with that, that concludes our three steps in order to support your body when coming off hormonal birth control. To review, the first thing you wanna really focus on is replenishing those nutrient deficiencies because again, being on hormonal birth control for a long period of time really depletes us of so many different nutrients. So you really wanna incorporate specific foods like animal proteins, organ meats, oysters, dairy, and fruits to really increase those nutrients and replenish those deficiencies. The next thing is to help improve your stress management by making sure your blood sugar is balanced, sleeping enough, getting adequate daily natural light, and focusing on more gentle exercises. And third is to support your liver function by first reducing your toxic burden, eating enough carbohydrates so your liver has the energy it needs in order to function properly, and then possibly incorporating some certain herbs to really rev up that detoxification process. So to wrap up, I want to give you all some resources if you're interested in learning more about the birth control pill or any kind of hormonal birth control and how to transition off of it. The first is a book called Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton. I don't necessarily agree with all of her recommendations at the end of the book, but that said, the bulk of the content is really helpful in learning about the harms of hormonal birth control and how so many people struggle with this 
post-pill dysfunction in their body. The next book is called The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendrickson. It's a great book. It's mostly about fertility awareness, but also just helps you understand how our hormones work and how our cycle functions day to day or how it actually should be cycling and can help you identify if something is off in your hormonal cycle. And the last resource I want to give you is my online course called Restore Your Hormones. This is a great place to start if you are struggling with any sorts of symptoms coming off hormonal birth control. We talk about all the foundations of proper hormone balance, especially estrogen dominance, which so many women struggle with when coming off the pill. We talk about liver health, gut health, how often to eat, when to eat. Uh, We go into all of the macronutrients and some of the micronutrients and how to best support your body along with at the very end, there's a step-by-step guide on how to implement everything I talk about in the course along with a meal plan and meal guide and literally so much more. If you're interested in that, you can use the code podcast 50. That's all one word. 50 is five zero uh, in order to get $50 off if you're interested. And if you have any questions about this episode or about my course, please send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is nourishwithbella or send me an email at bella at nourishwithbella.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you found this episode helpful and gave you some guidance on where to start when transitioning off of hormonal birth control. We'll be back next week with our final episode of this season, which is our favorite Q&A episode. So again, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.